Welcome back to Dial H for Hero Clicks. This is episode 224. I'm your host, Chris Britton. So let's go. Dialage for Heroclix is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com, where you can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all of the latest Heroclix singles and sealed products. So check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Joining me in the studio again this week is my sexy ranch hand co-host, Calder Ness. What's going on, Calder? Howdy, howdy. Let's get rowdy. Uh, we have a metric ton of news to get rowdy with, so you just want to jump into it? All right, so just jumping right into the news section. Actually, actually, you know what? That's a lie. Let's start off with yeah. what, what made us happy this week. Well, you start. All right, what made me happy this week was the Chicagoland Super Mega, however many more adjectives they threw on their qualifier for the ROC. It was a ton of fun. We had a great trip there. It was like a 10-hour drive, but it was awesome. We got to see a ton of great people, a lot of great players. I got to meet up with uh, Citizen Christian Bogan. Loyal Miller were there, which was awesome, and a few other of their troop from Michigan came down, got to play against a few of them in the tournament. We had a fun time, got to see some Phoenix Nest guys there, Daniel Powell was there. Uh, shout out to Nate White for hosting the events and doing a darn good job of just making sure everything was organized and getting rulings fast. Really appreciate that. I think everybody did an amazing job there. And then a little little shout-out uh, to KJ of Phoenix Nest for listening to, like, every Heroclix podcast. And a uh, shout-out to Maddie G of Phoenix Nest for almost hitting me on my way to go to Starbucks in Chicago, which is awesome. That was fun. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, so, like, I was looking for a bathroom before the tournament started, and the doors weren't open for the, whatever, the venue yet. So I'm like, well, where's the nearest bathroom? Thai place, no public restrooms. Subway, Doors locked. Someone's in there. Like whatever. I'm not gonna wait. So I go across the street to Starbucks, and I hate. I don't like coffee, so it's really weird for me to go to a Starbucks. And as I'm walking there, someone pulls up to the stoplight. Obviously, I'm allowed to cross because it's a stoplight, and it has a Star Wars plate for their like license plate. So I I point to it and I do a thumbs up, like nice. And then I realize they'll have you know Phoenix Nest jerseys on, and then they point at me, and they're like, "What?" And then yeah, so they had like a little freak out there, like in the middle of the street. It was hilarious. <laughs> All right then. It, it was real great fun. So just thanks everybody, and thank you Nate for once again running a fantastic event. Chris. Um. What okay. What made me happy this week? A couple things. Uh, I am always looking for some game to play with Jaylene. And we did. We stumbled into a local shop here in Indianapolis. We found a game called, I think, Fox in the Woods. It's this like really easy to play card game that was made by uh, Foxtrot Games, which ended up being really cool. So we had a little bit of fun playing that. Um, it's a two-player game. If there's anybody out there that's looking for a nice little fun, really simple, really easy, just like. 20 minute game to play with maybe a significant other or maybe a son or daughter or something like that it's it's easy um the other thing that made me happy this week was um i actually got invited on to another podcast it's called the backlash podcast and uh, i got to talk with uh the, the gentleman uh eric that runs that podcast about how it's a wwe centric uh podcast that 
um, that he used to or maybe still or is getting back into Heroclix. He was just really excited about the WWE announcement with Heroclix licensing. So um, maybe possibly bringing those WWE fans into the game of Heroclix. So uh, that's actually going to be dropping tomorrow. So if anybody wants to go listen to that. Um, awesome. You guys can go listen to that. So uh, that's what made me happy this week. Now do you want to get on to some news? Now let's do the news. Oh, let's do this. All right, I know that you're not super excited about this, but it is in the news section, so I'll start it off so you don't have to talk about it. But there is a new announcement for DC Comics Hero Clicks, and that is going to be the upcoming Rebirth set. If this is the first time you're hearing this news, um, it, it is pretty exciting. There's a bunch of stuff that's unclicks that's going to be clicks in this. Um, and it's going to be based around um, Justice League, as always, Justice Society of America and Teen Titans. I know there are a lot of people out there that are huge Teen Titans fans. So hopefully we will get you know actual good versions of a lot of those Teen Titans back in the game. Um, we're constantly getting Justice League, so it's like whatever there. But um, there are a few uh, JSA fans out there as well. Um, it does say in the solicit that as well as new and exciting themes like Deathstroke's Defiance, Justice League China. Spoiler, I have no idea who that is. So we need a DC fan on this podcast. Why do we, we really not do. have a DC confidant that we can just go to all the time for this information? There's someone like yelling at us right now like, me, pick me. You know, so right, that's right you. into us. <laughs> Message, yeah. Uh, Dark Trinity of Bizarro, which I assume can only be uh, Wonder Woman, Batman, and Superman. Uh, Red Hood and Artemis, so that's pretty sweet. And then, at longtime HeroClix fans will be ecstatic to see many never before clicked characters like Power Girl, The Signal, Colonel Poison, Bumblebee, Cyclone, Commander Steel, Shade the Changing Girl. Jessica Cruz, Cruz, and Flex Mentallo, alongside their favorite iconic characters. So, um, I had to ask about this because I was like, "No, they've made Power Girl before." Uh, apparently, it's a different just version, a different universe version of Power Girl. Right. I'm probably gonna get something wrong in this. I have no idea who any of the other people are except for Jessica Cruz. Who I know is a Green Lantern. Uh. So that's uh, I know that you've got a major crush on guy gardner of all the green yeah i do um uh we have 16 commons one prime 16 uncommons one prime 16 rares one prime 12 super rares one prime and eight chases so your guess is as good as mine i hope they continue the uh super friends theme oh that would be great but uh what else is there besides the wonder twins I don't know. I've Every never... single set of DC just makes the Justice League as their chases, so the next ch set of chases has got to be Justice League. A lot of people are hoping it's like Batmetal, the Joker, like the Batman who whatever. It's like the, the Batman who laughs and uh, all the other versions of uh, Batman, the twisted okay. versions of Batman. So I know that's what they're hoping for. That could be pretty cool. Um, Fast Forces, celebrate the release of DC Comics Heroclix DC Rebirth with a new Fast Force set featuring the Justice League. <laughs> Wow. wow! Weird. Um, with all new dials and two never before clicks figures from the Justice League of China, Superman uh, is Keenan Kong, and Batman, Wang, oh lord, I don't even know how to pronounce that, Beishi, maybe? 
in this fast forces you will also find core justice league characters like aquaman cyborg the flash and wonder woman and then uh as far as the op kit that is going to be associated with this we're going to get three mr terrific limited edition figures uh and maps and this normal stuff that comes with your op kit so all right there's there's that information um do with it what you will i i'm waiting i'm really kind of reserving judgment until we get more information on it maybe this could be actually a really good set who knows i know a lot of people were really excited just for the fact that uh we're just not getting very many uh dc sets at all Uh, yeah i i know there's a lot of people out there that are like well we don't have very many options for modern dc characters yeah that's absolutely true i'm happy for you um, so maybe this will be a really good set for modern. For uh, the good you. thing about that though is the set is slotted to release, I believe, sometime earlier next year. So there is a good chance we'll get another yeah. DC set later in the year, which is awesome. It's always good. That's true. It says it says April of 2019. So, right. So I mean, there's plenty of time, plenty of time in the year to get more. So don't, just don't let your hopes get too far down, DC fans out there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we got a WizKids announcement from Alliance. Yeah, Alliance Alliance Open, Alliance Open House. You want to take this? You have it up? Uh, yeah. So it's always great to get together. This is their words, not mine. And hear what we're doing right and what they could be doing better. One item that came up during the Open House was to re-energize the organized play program with particular emphasis on a yearly storyline. So they say they got some pretty early ideas, and they're very excited about a 2019 program, and it'll certainly be different than what we've done before. It'll also be more exclusive. Specifically, stores will be drawn from the WizKids Information Network, so a pool of stores, and then narrow down on regions based on attendance and performance. So this is good news and bad news, right? The pieces are going to be more exclusive, so they're going to be more rare, so maybe you got something that's really good in meta that no one else can get to, right? It's going to be expensive, but also... If your store does not nearly get enough players or whatever, it means you're going to potentially miss out on this event uh, just overall. So they hope to unveil more details at the Gamma Show in Reno. And uh, they want to say thanks for keeping the conversation with us strong. And we're looking forward to continuing our delivery of premium in-store play programs to your store. So I want them to do a new summer OP kit. We have not gotten a really good summer... um, organized play since i would say age voltron war of light you know when they actually had booster bricks civil war was fun but eventually you kept pulling a lot of the same stuff i know is what people said and x-men this year is really kind of sad because it's just id cards and the sentinel which are awesome prizes but there are no guidelines with how you should run the tournament at all so it's all open to interpretation so I actually posted this screenshot of this announcement onto Reddit, and I saw people on both sides of the spectrum going full out. Like some people oh, are man. really mad about this. Some people are actually like genuinely happy about this. Um, I I don't want to get into the comics comments specifically, but I mean it's really cutting both ways. And both sides made really good arguments as to like why this is a good thing, why this is a bad thing. Uh, spoiler: Why it's a bad thing is kind of based off of what Calder said, is if you have rare figures, it's they're going to jump in price. Oh, yeah. If they are going to be in the meta, you're already adding to the problem that is pay to win for the meta, so you're actually adding to that. And then some of the people that were like, oh, hey, our store's already been selected for this stuff, so we're really happy about it. So, I mean, like, it, if it, I feel like if you win 
it's a really and this goes in everything in hero class if you won you're all always happy you know yeah. what i mean but if you're not winning then you're just like well this is garbage so i i mean it doesn't affect me that much because i just don't i just don't see this affecting me that much but i guess we'll see all right uh anything else you want to say about that before we move on no i think i covered it pretty well Cool. Uh, we have our first unboxing from Scott Porter that dropped today on YouTube. If you want to go check that out in his first couple packs, I'll say I wasn't like crazy excited about anything that he pulled. Um, I did want to touch base on one thing that happened in the video, though, that I thought was very interesting. And as always, we will link everything that we talk about in the podcast show notes. so You guys can go watch it at your leisure. Um, but he did pull a pack that was... A theme pack is what it looked like uh, with every character in the pack. I think I'm getting this right. was a weird world keyworded figure. So I don't know if this is – I guess I could be wrong. I hope I'm not wrong. But if this is a thing, I hope it's not just a coincidence and that they, you can actually pull more than just um, one of those packs. So, like, we have the valley. We have Spider Island. We have – uh, weird world all as options of just pulling like themed packs so like that just seems really cool to me especially if they're going to be like brand new players that are coming in and you buy a pack and you pull like basically a ready to play uh theme team like that just seems right. really cool to me so i'm kind of hoping that's the case uh what do you think so i absolutely love the idea of pulling a specific theme pack i think that's great i think it'll be really awesome and sealed because there are so many battle world keywords you can make a theme team more often it was easy in sets like batman and x-men because almost everything had the x-men keyword or almost everything either had gotham city or underworld or you know batman family so in this set when there's just going to be a slew of different keywords and i mean a ton of different ones there are a million different you know plus battle world keywords so getting an entire theme pack is going to be awesome for sealed especially if you like making theme teams or if you specifically want like a certain subset, like Battle World keyword, and you pull a theme pack like that, I think it'd be great. And I uh, really hope this isn't just like a coincidence that he pulled like all of those. I hope it's not. Yeah, I really hope so too. So, can you imagine what it would be like to pull an all like Thor core team? Like, oh, that I, would be amazing. I just think that would be a really cool pack, you know. And a lot of them are commons and uncommons, so yeah, for it's sure, definitely easy to do. Uh, so I, I think that they, so far from what I'm seeing, and if you pull up the thread uh, on HC Realms, you can kind of see that they did, WizKids did, and I will commend them on this, a pretty decent job as far as spreading every one of these keywords out amongst the uh, rarities. Yeah. So, so, I mean, you've got the valley in every single rarity slot, you know what I mean? Except for chases. Well, exclude chases. Um, but... I mean, the Valley's there, Weird World's there. I mean, it's just spread out, so you could theoretically, this could be a thing. I guess we'll just see. All right, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, like, the Weird World traits that they have for a second, and I think anyone who watched the video for sure noticed this. But the Man-Thing Soldier and a few other, the all okay, all the Weird World pieces have this trait, which is untamed weirdness. Opposing characters' combat values, except range, can't be modified when attacking Man-Thing Soldier, for example, or when they're being attacked by Man-Thing Soldier. So, basically, this nullifies an X-Men team, which is pretty much all perplexes, right? They try to one-shot something, throw out a tank, whatever. Like, I've 
this is actually really, this is just the meta period, right? My entire team is running up with three perplexes to do some damage. You know, I know people that main force Hawkeye, the one that has all the different targets, the ADW chase, his thing is perplexing up his attack value so he can make sure he hits each target, you know? So being able to nullify perplex on both the defense and the offensive against a certain character is amazing. I think we're definitely going to see these man things, not so much. They're not really great for 33 points, but I think we see more battle world, weird world. Uh, and we see some better figures have that same ability. Uh, this can be meta worthy for sure. I really like that the, now, like you said, they're not that great, but uh, no. those man thing soldiers were only 33 points apiece, which is weird. And, Porter touch bases, touches base on it in his video. He's like, oh, usually they make things uh, zero or five yeah. now nowadays. So to see something go back to 33 points, I mean, I don't know if that's really going to affect the game that much. Um, I always thought it was weird back in the day. Right. Like it made you feel like there was a point value, and that's why you had these, like, ran, or there was, like, a point formula, an algorithm to figure out, like, how many points. Like, it made sense, but then as I played this game over the years, I'm like, there's there's no formula for right. this crap. Why don't they just round everything off at five or zeros? Then I started doing that, and now they're going back. So I'm like, yeah. why? Well, we've only um, seen it on the Weird World stuff so far, so maybe it's just sort of a thing they're doing on Weird World because it's weird, right? Like, that's, ooh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> uh, I really dig that. That's that's a really good point. But also, there are a lot of objects in the game, right? Like the mirror that Enchantress has is seven points. The symbiote is six points. You know, uh, the student ID cards are three points. So they're not divisible by five either. So that's really interesting. And, you know, people that play objects on teams normally end up being, you know, like a 299-point team or something like that because they have three student IDs and they make it a weird point value. So, yeah, yeah I can really dig okay. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm liking it. So I'm anxious to see what the rest of the unboxing goes. Um, judging by the comments in the video, a lot of people are really actually pretty excited for this. It's it's looking like a lot of people are happy. Oh, yeah, so for sure. I'm happy that they're happy. That's the that's probably the most positive <laughs> thing I will say <laughs> I will say about this. Um, there are a couple more spoiled characters on the HC Realms thread. Um, I did want to go over one just because I genuinely liked him as a character uh, in the Spider-Man stuff that I was reading. Um, it is a super rare, and then Calder, I think you had some pieces you wanted to yeah. talk about as well. Okay, so I just want to talk about one, and that's going to be Regent, um, number 52. Eight range, one bolt, 240 or 100 points. Keywords, Battle World Regency. Uh I, so I don't even know what else would be in the Regency. I cannot remember what was actually. It was all like the but... spiders, uh, so that's spinneret, spiderling, stuff like that. Okay. Armor, ruler, scientist. Uh, two traits. The first trait I'm not going to read because we've all read it a bunch of times by now. It's the Baron of Battle World, so he has that one. Uh, the second trait is every victory empowers me. Whenever Regent KOs an opposing character of 50 points or more, you may choose a standard power that character can use. Uh, on any click for the rest of the game region can use that power. So that's amazing. That was really, really cool. I really liked that. Um, he has a special damage power. So he's got a bunch of special um, uh, combat symbols. I'll get into this in a second, but the special damage power says Regent has protected outwit um, pulse wave. And is that penetrating psychic blast? Thank you. At the beginning of your turn, choose an improved targeting ability to use until your next turn. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> like, oh, no, I just, 
I don't care about that wall. I don't care about elevated terrain. I don't like it's so dumb. Uh, so not only did they couple the oh you can just pick standard powers that they can use on any click and right. if you kill them oh and just let's make sure that we can use we can snipe people from eight squares away but okay all right so that's that's not good none of that was good no it's terrible so terrible let, let's just talk <laughs> about st stats and combat symbols um, he has flight so okay uh, he has giant size <laughs> crazy. So I don't know so who Region that. is or what he looks like, but I can't wait to see the sculpts. He's so he's so cool. Um, he kind of looks like a weird, different colored dark side. If okay. I correctly, like a red and white dark. I don't know. It's weird. Um, so eleven speed with running shot and flight. Like I said, it's um, just regular attack symbol. Uh, eleven attack with pinsai, uh, and then he has eighteen defense with impervious with indom. <laughs> so. Yeah. Um, for 240 points, you would expect him to actually be really good. And spoiler, he's really good. Uh, the whole dial, he's actually pretty decent. The only thing I don't like, it is, so it's, um, four, eight, nine click long dial. Right. The last three clicks, zero ability for reducer. Like, he has super senses on all three yeah. of those clicks. Which is not great, but, I mean... You know, he's so powerful top dial. Just hope you don't get down there. You know right. what I mean? Just, just stick up there. Also, um, it does say you may choose a standard power that character could use on any click for the rest of the game. Regent can use that power. So in, in the bad case, you could just be like, just pick off a character that's 50 points or more, choose their defensive reducer, and then use it the rest of the game. Yeah. So there's that, or um, you could just pick region, get back up to top dial, or you know, I mean, you're only kind of limited by what your opponent is using. So I, <laughs> I just think it's really cool. Um, I really like this piece. Oh, and I, if I didn't mention, it's top dial four damage. So yeah, <laughs> four damage pin side from eight squares away, which is really fourteen squares away with the running shot. So and he can see over people or through walls or through everything that he wants to. Um, if you don't want to run him at 240, you can run him at 100, but the powers are drastically different, and he's not nearly yeah. as good. Um, he, he's got sidestep and uh, precision strike with 10 attack, and, and so he's just not nearly as good on the second option. But that first top dial is just beefy. It's just good, beefy. yeah. Okay. Uh, so I'll, yeah, I'm done with him. I just want to cover a few different characters, shout out a few that have been spoiled. So really quick, uh, 001, Captain America. This is the Shifting Focus one. He has six range, 75 points. The only keyword he has is Avengers. He, of course, has the Shifting Focus, men at a time. He is Indomitable and Improved Movement ignores Hindering Terrain. His trait is Vibranium Shield. Free, choose one, Running Shot or Close Combat Expert. Captain America can use his power till your next turn. I think this is a, for sure, it's a better switch out piece. Right, so right away he has a 9 speed movement, 12 attack, 18 defense with combat reflexes, and 3 damage with nothing. So if you want to switch him in for a 5 damage, boom, just close combat expert shot with a 12 attack, that can always be awesome. He has flurry and precision strike down the dial. But I, he's not amazing, so these Captain Americas are making me feel really iffy. I said a lot before that I want to just run a ton of Captain Americas on every team. Like, this is going to be my new go-to shifting focus. Uh, so the comma one, he brings a very specific niche thing. Uh, next up, uh, I want to talk about the rare really quick. Same thing, Captain America. This one has five range instead. He has Howling Commandos, Invaders, Pass, and Soldier Keywords. Same shifting focus trait. And he has one trait besides that, which is the Training Shield. So it's the Triangle Shield. 
leadership, when Captain America uses it, you may give him an action token. If you do, increase the roll by plus two. Uh, what's awesome is you give him an action token, right? Instead of giving him a power action to do it. So just because he's given an action token doesn't mean he can't do something else later in the dial, which is great because he also has Indomitable. Why do you want to increase the roll by plus two besides just removing a token? In addition, uh, his special damage power he has throughout this version of Captain America's entire dial, which is symbol of liberty and freedom for 75 years. When Captain America uses leadership and succeeds, choose a combat value except damage. Friendly characters within five squares that share a keyword with Captain America or any battle world symbol, Captain America on your sideline, modify that combat value until your next turn by plus one. So what's awesome is you can give this Captain America an action token, if it's the first time you're giving them an action token, to basically succeed at leadership. I mean, succeeding on a three, four, five, and six, only failing on a one or two, is really good odds, which can also give your Captain America, a, I'm going to assume, a plus one defense for defensive mode, right? So you give it to that Captain America, you give it to all your friendly characters in five squares that share a keyword with you, and maybe you swap to the more defensive Captain America with the hard light shield, which can also give everyone adjacent to you a plus one defense for a really like solid beefy uh defend a turn so that one i for sure like uh, i like how these captain americas work i just want to shout out another one is they have crossbones bullseye and iron man all from 1872 which is great and they have a few other uh spoilers like doc ock too and i'm really excited specifically for a wild west theme so go for sure we're going to link the thread and go check it out and check out a few of the other dials you guys might be interested in okay um, general feeling about this set so far, Calder, what do you think? I'm going to buy so much of this set, it's not even, not even funny. <laughs> Please don't tell me this is, you were super excited about what if, and then like later uh, on, you're like, oh man, I'm serious. Is this going to be a, a repeat uh, of that? So far, no, I don't think so. Like, I, I don't, <laughs> I hope not. All right, man. All right. What do you think, Chris? Come on. I, I think that there are maybe keywords in this set that I'll collect, but I'm not buying anything from this Ridiculous, set so this far. guy. Um, I, I kind of, like I said, this, it's really weird because the, the only things I really want in the set are the chases, but only the 10,000 BC ones, which is, <laughs> like, out of everything I could want in a set, that is the worst thing to want out of a set. No, I don't even want the chases that bad so we can work something out. I'm like... I'll trade you all of my common Captain Americas for your chases. That sounds like a fair trade to me. Let's do it. Let's get rowdy. Um, Weird World's fun. I've always liked Man-Thing as a character, but I've never had any reason to use Man-Thing. So, I don't know. Maybe that'll give me a reason. Archon ended up being, like, really crazy weird if you figured out how he worked. So, I, I don't know, man. I don't know if there's anything in here that I actually kind of want. I, how do you feel about all the cowboys? Dude, I love I mean, the cowboys. The, the, are you the kidding valley. me? Are you, are you serious? I figured you would. I just wanted to so know your So I'm for sure opinion. collecting every single, like, the valley figure in this set. And you, you, you guys are going to see me play cowboys so much, it's going to be ridiculous. You have no idea. Are you going to do, like, wait until it's noon just to look at people and be like, um, it's high That is exactly <laughs> it, Chris. Thank you very much. Like, <laughs> DC had Cowboys? Sure, whatever. But, like, pfft, Marvel's got Cowboys? Oh, baby, it's time to get rowdy. Uh, I just want to point out Bullseye with the Valley keyword is in this set. Oh, with the Valley. They're going to make a generic gunslinger. So you can put the gunfighter and the gunslinger on a team, which is great. <laughs> and then that, that shift in focus, Captain America. We're still going to get a share of Steve Rogers, man. I can't wait. All right. All right. Well, 
we will update everybody probably on the next episode as more information comes out. Um, it's actually not too far until the pre-release, I believe, is what, October yeah. 3rd, 5th? Uh, 5th? Are like you the sure? first Wednesday of October, so I think it's the 3rd, actually. Uh, it's either the 3rd or the 5th. You'd think we'd know this, but we don't. Um, and then the set drops proper on October 17th, I believe. So um, it's going to start hitting real, real fast. If there's anybody out there that just wants to be like, you guys are completely wrong about this character, and here's why. Make sure that you send us a tweet or uh, a message on Facebook, and we'll. But if it's out. about any cowboy character, just say so you no. Know, I'm gonna dismiss your opinion if you think it's bad. Yeah. Just a heads up. Just because Calder thinks he's right. <laughs> Let's move on to um, one article that I found, and I just thought this would be fun for you and I to do. All right. uh, we got an article from CBR.com that is called. Second coming, 10 replacement superheroes better than the originals. I'm not going to give the opinion of the author. Um, I just want to go down the list, and I want to – you can either agree or disagree. Those are your two options all on right. these 20, 20 options, So, uh, or 20 characters, all right? So we'll, we'll go down. And if there's anything that stands out as we disagree, maybe we can argue about it real quick. Starting number 20, Dick Grayson is Batman. Disagree. Disagree. All right. Uh, number 19, Jason Todd as Robin. Agree. Uh, disagree. Well, it's uh, saying he was terrible as Robin, so I agree with that. <laughs> uh, Carol Danvers as Captain Marvel. Agree. Agree wholeheartedly. Uh, Stephanie Brown as Batgirl. Disagree. I don't have an opinion. Amadeus Cho as the totally awesome Hulk. Disagree. Disagree. Um... Guy Gardner is Green Lantern. Guy Gardner is the greatest Green Lantern to ever bless the face of the earth. I think he sucks. Who? You <laughs> suck, Chris. Come on. Okay, it's a matter of like re- one mile that he wasn't chosen. Uh, Guy Gardner is so much better. He's saved it for a time. <laughs> what, what does John Stewart do? I just said do? that because I knew, was, it would, I knew uh, it would upset you. Um, John Stewart's the best Green Lantern. Uh, awesome. Tim Drake as Robin. He's great. <laughs> Uh, agreed. Uh, Bucky Barnes as Captain America. Uh, I disagree with saying he tarnished Captain America. I think he's great. Uh, disagree as well, but I did enjoy Bucky. Cap- like uh, Wally West as the... F- what? Okay, keep going. Uh, Wally West as the Flash. Agree, he's great. Uh, disagree. I think I'm biased because of the show, though. Ah. Um, number 11, Otto Octavius as Spider-Man. Agree, he's awesome. Uh, he's actually legitimately a better spider-man he sometimes. is well yes um, <laughs> like he really kind of is like i'm not supposed to say that's probably an unpopular opinion but he really was a superior spider-man um but, um, jane foster is thor i uh, disagree uh i couldn't disagree more actually from my end uh, now, the eradicator I, as superman disagree uh disagree as well scott lang is ant-man disagree. you agree yeah totally <sighs> I'm going to disagree, but probably like not hate, for the reason. Him. He's a wife beater. I know you, Chris. He hit her one time! <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's not me advocating for no, you. No, defending don't, yeah, Hank don't take this. Um, I just genuinely like Hank Pym as a character, but I do. He invented this suit, whatever. Uh, let's see. Go down to seven, Jean-Paul, or, yeah, Jean-Paul Valley as Batman. Disagree. Yeah, disagree. That was That was not a good time. Uh, Flash Thompson is Venom. Three. I, I think they're two different characters entirely. Oh yeah, I I think it's not. Are, yeah, it's not fair. Like Flash Thompson Venom is like 
actually like they changed the way he looked entirely uh he's like a superhero uh, and then this would probably be better instead of flash thompson as venom mac gargan as venom what do you think I disagree. yeah i disagree too um he kind of sucked. Plus, he was a cannibal. It was weird. Victor Von Doom as Iron Man. Agree. Yeah, I disagree. Doctor Doom should be Doctor Doom. Dan Dreyberg as Night Owl. I agree. Yeah, I agree, too. I liked him. Um, Artemis as Wonder Woman. I don't have an opinion on this. I don't either. Uh, Kamala Khan as Miss Marvel. Disagree. I agree, Ugh. but only because I actually read all the comics where it led up to this. Oh. And, well, it's because she kind of, like was totally given the okay to be Miss Marvel by Captain Marvel, the same way that Captain Marvel was given permission or told to take the mantle by Captain America. So it was this weird, like, hey, everybody, let's just give each other permission. Powers, to these titles. The thing is, if Marvel wouldn't have called uh, Kamala Khan Miss Marvel, I don't think her book would have done nearly as good as it has. If she was just uh, random I, whatever name, they would have given her a like, long girl or whatever. <laughs> well, a name that bad. Is yeah, bad yeah, that's well. that's a really bad um, uh, example. Uh, I I'm going to disagree with you respect respectfully, but only because I actually believe Miss Mar or Kamala Khan is a fantastically written character. Um, she's one of my favorite of the like newer characters. A, by newer, I mean like within the net last like. I'll say in a team up, she's pretty good, but by herself, I don't. I'm I'm not in love with her. Okay, and the last number one. Is Batman as Superman? <laughs> Disagree, right? Like, I, I don't know. Weird. <laughs> um, I, it's weird because in the picture that they linked, this is clearly the time that um, Superman was put Batman. On the Batman. Yeah. And then they put Batman as Superman. I don't know what's going on. I don't on. think this guy knows um, either. Yeah, I don't know. So you can go and read what their versions or uh, what their opinions were on this article as well. It's pretty entertaining. And there actually is a uh, – they did the due diligence of writing a brief synopsis after each one of these, so you can kind of read into it. It's really entertaining for me. It's an interesting article, like yeah. This. Yeah, so uh, hopefully you guys can get some value out of that. Hey. Yeah, I know, right? Um, <laughs> but, hey, let's move on uh, from the news because guess what? What? I, f I found – a hidden gem. But wait, wow, that looks like a diamond. Now, I had to get a whole, I had to ask Calder about this before we started it to make sure I had it right because I couldn't remember how it worked. But let's go digging for a hidden gem. And this is actually kind of a cheat because it's two figures together that add up to this being a hidden, di uh, hidden gem. Um, uh, Mantis from Guardians of the Galaxy set, uh, number three, the common is 56 points. There were some people back in the day that were like, oh, this is not a bad figure. And even to this day, it's really – it's still a pretty decent figure. Um, it starts off top dial with a special speed power that – I'm not going to really read it, but it basically just gives her the ability to mind control friendly with the Guardians of the Galaxy keyword. And then when you do, it gives them plus one attack value. Now, we determined that that's only for the – Duration um, of mind control. Yeah, for the duration of the mind control, whatever – she also has top dial probability control, which is really good. 10 attack. Uh, close combat expert, base 2 damage. Uh, so she can do a little bit of damage. I mean, she's a, she's a decent tertiary attacker. Uh, on clicks 2 and 3, she has precision strike, so that's not bad. And then on clicks 4 and 5, she has, of all things, phasing teleport, 
regen, and support. So um, she is Avengers keyworded as well. So if you want to run her on an Avengers team, you can, I guess. But for the sake of this, we're talking about the Guardians of the Galaxy keyword and why it's important. Why this character is now a hidden gem. Because I like to look back on characters that were made and see based off of like what they did back then. Once they make new pieces, will they start shining more? And I totally found this character to start shining for because they made 053B from the Thor set, which is Angela. So if you manage to get your hands on the super rare Prime, look at this dumb combo that you can pull off with Mantis on a Guardians of the Galaxy theme team. So um, Mantis gives the ability to mind controller friendly, right? Angela has an ability that says when Angela KOs an opposing character, you may give her a close or ranged action as a free action this turn. Because of this combo, you can make four attacks. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, three. Three attacks in one turn with this 125-point character. Now, the super rare itself has 11 attack and four base damage top dial. She has charge, so the little like combo that you could do is... They have to be um, they have to be adjacent for Mandis's mind control, but you mind control. Um, you do have prob just in case you miss. But say you hit, you move in with Angela, you uh, attack. Let's say you don't necessarily KO someone, but uh, you do four base damage, right? So that's not bad. Um, then now it's her turn. Now she can attack regular attack. And then you KO somebody. Now you did four damage. And now you may probably have killed somebody. You get your free attack for the turn. So with this little combo, you can actually pull off 12 damage in right. one turn. Uh, which is pretty dumb for a grand total of 161. That's a lie. That's not how math works. 181 there you points. Go. Um, <laughs> 181 points. So that's kind of cool. I liked it. Um... And it just gave a little bit more – it revitalized the Mantis figure a little bit just because of what she did, that little dumb ability of what she did. And it realistically made your super rare Prime just a little bit more valuable because yeah. you can do 12 damage in one turn. So that's dumb. Also, she has Indom, so you can do that again next turn. Ooh, man, that's beautiful. Yeah. So all the while, you do have a prop at your disposal, so – um, Mantis is not a bad figure, and even if Angela does take a little bit of damage, and uh, Mantis takes damage as well, you could theoretically just uh, heal her back up with her natural support. Yeah. So overall, I was like, you know what? We should talk about this. This is actually pretty cool. So if there's anybody out there that was like, oh, man, I have an Angela but haven't found a reason to use her, uh, throw her on a team with Mantis. Let us know how it goes because I, I get the feeling it, it would just be – pretty decent and even if you don't get the mind control off you still get a support character that also has probability control top dial. right and she's a decent decent tertiary attacker so there's that um any comments you wanted to say yeah i gotta say i i really do like this combo i mean so she has an effective she can move what six squares of mind control and shoot another six squares that's a 12 square reach with a 12 attack four damage then she can charge in or just make another range combat attack you know either way for another six squares uh, for Reach, which is amazing. And, dude, I like this piece. She's dealing 12 damage in a turn. The first attack, having a 12 attack, probably won't miss. And I say probably, just like as a hope. 
And um, man, oh, this is really gross. Really gross. So um, I, I do want to say that with um, with the her trait that says uh, when Angela KOs the opposing character with the highest point value, which does seem kind of likely because if you get this to trigger, you could do 12 damage in one turn. In the first turn, you could KO a character with, yeah. that had the highest point value. So that seems doable. Um, also, this combo only puts you at 181 points on a regular 300-point game. You still have a bunch of points to oh, play with. Points. So that's that's not bad at all. But anyway, to finish out the trait, for the rest of the game, she can use Exploit and the Mystics Team ability. Mm. Um, each time she does this, increase the damage she deals with the Mystics Team ability for by one for the rest of the game. Boss so basically, boss. just snipe the top one, kill it first turn. Now you have Mystic. Then just work your way down in point value. So it's like, oh hey, I killed three people top down. Now when you hit me, I will do three penetrating to you. Like. That just seems dumb, and it's kind of only possible because of Mantis. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's a thing. You could do this. <laughs> it does. It does seem likely and even kind of plausible. Uh, so yeah. I really think like this matchup, and this would be an expensive team with the Chase Yandu uh, to ping a bunch of people for like two or so damage, or a guaranteed one damage, and then have Angela come up and then make three attacks would be great. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, anyway, found that a couple weeks ago. Wanted to talk about it. So, if there's anybody out there that does get to run that, let us know how that goes. Just genuinely curious. I would love to see that. I don't think I'll ever see an Angela Super Rare Prime in real life, unfortunately. Uh, so, uh, just, yeah, I'm just going to have to live vicariously through uh, you guys and gals out there in podcast land. Um, let's go on. Uh, Dial H uh, works off the value for value model, so our goal is to entertain you guys and gals. And if you feel like we give you value in your life, consider showing us your love and leveling up your heroic rank, and you can earn your heroic titles like citizen, vigilante, and protagonist. Um, I did want to insert here that uh, a shout-out to the ruffian, Little Plastic Superheroes. Uh, he went ahead and he's, – he's already hit the super fan status, but went ahead and donated some more just to keep this podcast going. Um, so we really appreciate that, man. And uh, since you can't rank up any further, I just wanted to make sure that it was known that uh, we acknowledge you. We appreciate it. So um, the podcast uh, is not entirely paid for. The podcast um, costs. So if you guys want to jump on and help us out, we can keep pumping out content to you guys uh, for as long as that keeps going on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, not next week, but the week after that is going to be the first week of the month, and that is when the heroic rank level ups are going to occur. So, uh, if you want your first heroic rank, or you're just interested in moving up in rank, um, just jump on there on Patreon. And as always, in the podcast show notes, there's a Patreon and the PayPal and all that kinds of stuff. So, um, I'm good on that. You want to move on to community? Yes, indeedy. There are dozens of us. All right, let's start off with our typical Community Tuesdays question. We post that on Twitter and on Facebook every week. This week's Community Tuesdays question was, what gimmick would you like to see in the first WWE Heroclix set? Feel free to make up something new if you want. Um, Calder, you want to start off, start us off? What what did, were you thinking you'd like to see as the gimmick? A WWE gimmick? Something like uh, we're putting on a pretty great show. You know, so I, I'm not going to say it just in case I'm going to crush any wrestling fans' uh, souls here. But, like, a point in the game where it's more based along, like, attacks that you succeed at instead of actual points. Like, you do a bunch of attacks that deal no damage but reposition characters, and you get points based on 
uh, your attacks landing and how cool that looks. Because really, it's all about style. Like, they're throwing each other around like crazy, but they're not getting hurt is the best way I can say it without people maybe getting angry at me. I don't know. Uh, so I'd like to see something more like plus points for style or like popping off a finisher or something like that. You know, like that builds up to a finisher. So you'd make an attack that deals no damage, but you put a token on the card. And then once you have like, let's say five tokens, you can be your finisher, which does like whatever, 10 damage or something. Right. That's what I want to see. Okay. Okay. I just want to see a Hulk of, uh, with a Hulk Hogan with like six stop clicks in a row. <laughs> he's entering. He getting, What's this? He's he just entering. keeps getting slapped in the face. <laughs> he's in a state of Hulkamania. He's invulnerable. He's invincible. <laughs> you can't stop Hulk Hogan. Oh jeez. Uh, no, that's just a joke. I would actually like to see them just put a bunch of, of um, like really accessible and easy to get objects in this. Because like it makes sense to make Mjolnir like a super rare object. Right. You know, it it does not make sense to make a table into a super rare object no so so tables chairs uh chains stop signs baseball bats that kind of stuff just really mundane items that were all like one point a piece or something it all did something like just a little bit different uh you know kind of like back in the day the 3d object sets that came out like the light post and the dumpster and stuff like that i think that would be cool so um i'm gonna start us off on twitter this week with the first answer from Ian Wilson said, I'd really like to see an elimination chamber map with some sort of time release rule on the pods. As far as figures, they should start with Legends of the Ring, Hulk Hogan, Undertaker, Shawn Michaels, and Ric Flair uh, come to mind. Chases could be two-by-two two tag team bases. Epic click set. Uh, I don't think we're going to get two-by-twos in this set or in the first thing. Uh, and if you do listen to the Backlash podcast, you'll – hear a little bit more of my opinion on what they're actually going to make first, but um, my guess is that's probably not going to be a thing, but it would be cool to see them make duo clicks. Oh, for sure. Uh, single single base with, with two people on it. What do you think? Uh, in terms of duo t- clicks, it makes me think of like a tag team or any team, and I think it'd be better ability. that Actually, this is a stealing from a few different answers, but it's like a shifting focus mechanic that would be called tag in my tag team part, like something like that, right? So, oh, you got those two? Yeah, I got answers how like so that. Many people, how many people come up with the same answer? You know. <laughs> like, this is clearly a good it, idea. It, no, it for sure is. So I think if they're going to do tag teams, it would just be like that as opposed to a duo click. Or, of course, they can do a duo click just like Power Man and Iron Fist, which is switching the dials. You could just call that tag, and then you would switch the dial over to whoever, right? Yeah. So that was, that's another way to do it. I can uh, you want to start us off on, uh, or yeah, over on Facebook? Yeah, on Facebook, we have Lucas Van Holland. Sorry, super fan, Lucas Van Holland. John Cena better have the same sculpt as Despotelis. He just stole my joke. That was oh, my yeah, joke. I did. made that. <laughs> Citizen Collectible set a valet slash manager mechanic that acts as a piece-specific resource, sort of like a Virgil marker for the million-dollar man that lets him break away automatically once per game or an end-dial stop-click. I, I love the idea of this. I think this would be super cool. Um, I cannot remember the name off the top of my head, but do you remember the the uh, manager for the Undertaker and I think Kane, Paul? Ba- oh, Paul I don't Bear, know. Yeah, I think was his name. Anyway, he's just like always like on the side of the ring and yelling at him and stuff like that. I think that would be that'd cool. be sweet. Citizen Manbach O'Brien, a special squared circle map 
uh, that has zones outside of the ring that can generate light objects, which I can dig. Cool. Uh, Michael Anderson uh, said, I'm mostly hoping they go full bananas, like Cena having stealth, etc. Um, I, I think they will. I think they have to. Otherwise, all the figures are just going to look the same. Uh, yep. Uh, Dean Ferguson, I want to see a mechanic like Possessors, but have them be called Managers. This is sort of what you're talking about. <laughs> so for like 25 points, you can attach someone like Jimmy Hart or Bobby the Brain to your character for extra abilities. Maybe roll D6, and on a result of 5 or 6, your manager hands you a light or heavy object to use in an attack. Okay. Uh, Space Monkey Jesse said a cage match map. Hall of Fame chases. Ooh, I like that. Uh, Jeff Pollier said, have each dial have a defensive half and an offensive half. Free. Turn the dial to the same click number of a different color. I, as much as I don't want to crap on that, that is guaranteed did not happen for a whole set. That's too much work. That's a lot, yeah. Uh, from WizKids, Sam. Yeah. I mean, that's too much work. Um, Kirby Ronnie said, I'd like a shifting focus tag team partner. You can switch a wrestler with another wrestler of equal or lesser points, maybe limit it to once a game, but the new wrestler is on click one. And then he came up with like a power called, uh, quote, eight, nine, he's up, end <laughs> quote. Uh, stop. Wrestler can use willpower. It's awesome. All right. Very, very yeah. dramatic and flavorful. I like it. Uh, David Clone, if a person replaces their defense value with an adjacent character that has the manager keyword, uh, the character can use shape change and super senses. <laughs> okay. Uh, superhero, the ruffian, little plastic superhero said, submissions, maybe make an attack roll that deals one unavoidable damage. Characters can only roll to break away on their turn. At the beginning of your turn, deal that character one unavoidable damage. Uh, that's a that really, would be that's really, a really good one. Really, yeah, it's really good because realistically, I mean, this is just a bunch of grown men without superhero or superheroes. How dare you? <laughs> okay, so, I mean, you have to go a little bit bananas on this because how else are you going to have? mankind fighting superman right you know yeah. other than sticking Sako in his mouth and like submit <laughs> so like one unavoidable damage to get past the uh <clears throat> excuse me get past the impervious on a lot of those dials and that may be one of the only ways that they can actually Damaged. make these competitive to the other hero clicks that exist right now uh chance mccall said shifting focus chris jericho <laughs> did he go further than no that, that's it man that's what we got Oh, man. Oh, you know what? Write in and let us know what the different Chris, the faces of Jericho. Right, yeah. There we go. Am I am I surprising you a little bit with, like, A lot. You're surprising me a lot of it, dude. I'm actually kind of impressed. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know. It has been, like, 20 years since I've watched wrestling. So, not that long, but it's been a while. So, I'm actually surprising myself that I awesome. remember this much stuff. Um, we... <laughs> We have, uh, let's see, protagonist? No, that's a lie. Vigilante, yeah. oh. Michael Miller. Uh, from the top ropes, giant reach two and leap and climb. When attacking down elevation, increase the damage by plus two. I love it. <laughs> I love it. This is the kind of thematic stuff that they need to make just so crazy, insane, and bonkers to make this set sell. If they make it fun enough... People will buy it because it's just so weird. Yeah, for sure, man. Uh, Tim Cashmark said steel chair objects. A lot of short answers uh, yeah. this week, which I'm kind of 
Okay. And crowbars. Yeah. Wait, we have a crowbar, don't we? Yeah, we do. Um, Jay Sanzen said characters who gain bonus damage for attacks off elevation but suffer unavoidable if they miss. Awesome. So they fall, you know, hit the ground. <laughs> so great. Uh, <laughs> um, I am out all the way on Twitter, so uh, you have... Oh, we got a lot, dude. We got a lot left. Uh, Chris Fox, a call in the Spider-Verse trait for people who are part of tag teams or United teams like NWO, The Shield, uh, D-Generation X, The Bar, etc. Also, if we don't get a Stephen Amal, Amel, whatever. The Green Arrow guy, WWE clicks piece, I'll feel cheated. Uh, there was also, I forgot what wrestler <laughs> did this, but he wore a Magneto hoodie and he fought Hugh Jackman in the ring. And that was awesome. I uh, can't remember who it was, though, but it was great. Uh, Aries Edge, this is John Cena, traded stealth. Undertaker with an undying dial, like Resurrection Man. Coco Beware, uh, that generates macaw pogs. Andre the Giant, that's actually giant-sized. I would like to see valets and managers as support pieces with abilities to help wrestlers uh, and special abilities to help wrestlers they actually manage, like Bobby Heenan and Mr. Perfect. I would like to see classic arena maps like Hell in the Cell, Special Terrain, Madison Square Garden map, etc., New equipment like kendo sticks, uh, ring bell championship belts, chairs, etc. That can be equipped to characters. And once they are used, they're dropped and can continually be picked up during the match. Prime figures that are the same person but two different versions. Uh, A.K.A. Uh, Godfather and Pop Shangao, Kane, uh, A.K.A. Isaac, Yankum, Rockers, uh, Shawn Michaels, Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Uh, I, would, I would for sure like to see a... Now I forget his name. The guy that turns into the demon. He's like a wrestler nowadays, and now I can't remember his name. Finn Balor. Finn Balor. I, I'm not, I was going to say, I'm not going to be yeah. any help for you if it's recent. Uh, Finn Balor and the demon would be great for a prime, I think. Uh, tag teams get special buffers, and they play together, like Dudley, LOD, APA, etc. I can go on forever, and I believe he could. Uh, so let's double check this to make sure I'm not wrong. Uh, Eric Caves, yeah, I'm always, always right. yeah, I am always right. I <laughs> forgot Eric Caves' ranking. I didn't put it down here. Is it Vigilante or Sin? I, I look. All right, cool. Eric Caves said, "I'm not at all interested in WWE. I get that other people are, and it's not my thing at all. Strangely, I did enjoy the cringy uh, WMAC Masters. Uh, basically, the same concept, but with martial arts. It would be interesting if they tackle it in a way like Street Fighter did, with smaller maps and special t- scenario rules." I would go a long way toward being a standout product. Street Fighter has some really tiny maps and are expected a series of one-on-one fights like Capcom versus SNK. I could understand Collins happening here much more as opposed to the main game's IDs. I could totally see Collins uh, happening. Uh, I know people don't like Collins, but I could for sure see them like surprise entrance card or something like that. Uh, or like whose music is that? Like that'd be a great uh, card. Um, it's always it's always John Cena though. You can all, <laughs> they just make one call in and it's always yeah. John Cena. Wait, um, by the way, Eric Caves is a uh, is a it's, citizen. All right. For now. Ooh. I love that foreshadowing. That's great. Uh, Mark Richards. I want to see a cell weapon weapons equipped like steel chairs, manager pogs, perhaps shifting focus for tag team mechanic or double action where they both attack. Before they swap, I like that. When they about to swap, they both punch, punch them, even if they're on the other side of the rope. It's great. Brandon Roberts. I want everyone to be able to use any power once per game. Like a big, crazy event thing that just kind of shows off their star power in the ring. Uh, that could be a bit crazy. Anthony Campbell. Use the same kind of headline token things we saw the ecstatics figures have, but incorporate them into wrestler-specific moves. I think that's pretty neat, too. That's a good idea. Uh, Ruben William Therese Jr. 
Bring back the duo figures and merge slash split for tag teams. This could actually really work. You can sideline your partner and call them in for interference. Paul Groff, I want to see a finisher mechanic. Maybe build up tokens to unleash uh, like a title attack. Also, a, by God, is that blanks music, sideline active ability. So this would be great for, like, the trouble alert chases. Uh, just make it, by God, is that blanks music. Wait, wait, is it, does it sound like this? Oh, my God! Woo! Listen to that horn! I need a wrestling ring sound. Like a ding ding <laughs> or something, man. You need something. Uh, Colin Bell said tag team. Basically the same thing as shifting focus, but with different characters. Malcolm Rush, one word objects jay sly uh steel cage functionality and something like the boxing ring peter zachary had a few things to say rivals so bringing back the old arch nemesis mechanic sort of each player may designate one character on their team and one character on their opponents if these two characters are not adjacent to any friendly character they get a plus one when attacking uh slash defense against each other uh two face pep talk power heal and adjacent uh, friendly character, one click, roll a die on four through five, modify combat value by plus one. On a six, modify two combat values by plus one. Uh, the heal, RKO, power. Deal one adjacent opposing character, one unavoidable damage. The hit character can't be targeted with this ability again this turn. Tag team, drive by, double power. This does not deal pushing damage. Switch places with one character on your sideline on the same click number. That character may immediately be given a free move and then make one close attack. I love that. J.R. Smith. First things first, I agree with tag teams and groups should be represented by a shifting focus like mechanic. That would be neat. My suggest, though, is a way to represent a pinfall. After a wrestler deals combat damage to a single character, the two characters make an opposing attack versus attack roll. So they make two different rolls. Uh, sorry, both make the same roll. If the wrestler wins, that's one. Uh, on the opposing character's turn, they cannot take any action but roll an opposing check again as a free action. If the wrestler wins, that's two. And then, are you, are you ready for this? Then the wrestler's turn, you must make a free action. So it's kind of like doing the same thing. And if they try to kick out, you know, the wrestling figure wins again. That's boom, three, and the match is over. So a very interesting way to, like, pin someone I absolutely love. Tyler Mirren, I think most any of the figures that are based on wrestlers should have dials uh, that get, like, werewolves, where it has five to seven normal clicks, right, with normal stats. And somewhere else, they have two, three clicks of just amazing stats, where you get to it by either rolling at the beginning of your turn or have some sort of token that you, again, you can gain on your card. Uh, wrestlers don't just start out doing their finishers at the beginning of every match. They build to it, or have manager figures hand out powers, stat bumps, like the old man Bruce from Batman the Animated Series Beyond sub-theme. Alan John Wilkinson uh, said, More power than a gimmick, but I'd like a Hulk Hogan figure uh, with the following. Is this song playing for me or you? Well, there is at least one other figure nearby, nearby figure with a Hulk in its name, so let's just say like within five squares. Except another friendly character named Hulk Hogan, when unique modifier all nearby characters with Hulk in their name gain plus one attack and defense value. Also imagine a trait called some of my best friends are gremlins, but maybe we don't need to go there. <sighs> oh, okay. <laughs> I just that was bad. All right. Uh, Christian Citizen Christian Bogan to end us off. I don't see how you can make a set of wrestlers without special objects. Jake the Snake's python that gives blades and poison, the champ belt that gives plus one to all stats, and the metal folding chair. That does light object damage and in tap. You know, there's so many possibilities. And that is the end of the wrestling community question on the Facebook. Oh, man. That was, <clears> a, was lot. a lot. That was a lot. Um, thank you, everybody that did decide to write in. I know that some of you guys out there uh, are not and have never been wrestling fans. But, uh, 
If there's ever in the future a community question you guys don't necessarily know anything about, just, yeah, I mean, you can still post something. It's fine. Just make stuff up. Calder does half the time. Uh, oh, <laughs> wow. That's true. Uh, and I make stuff up a lot. Um, I, but while we were – and speaking of making things up, while, we, while you were reading all those, I came up with another one thing I wanted to add. On top of that, as part of the answer, something I would like to see in the WWE set, and uh, that would be – uh, alternative ways to win in hero clicks. So we've not seen very many of them, um, unless they were like fan-made formats or whatever. Uh, typically, you just go and beat down the other people and you win. But we have seen a couple of other ways to win in the history of hero clicks, including things like death trap mechanics. Um, I think it would be really cool to introduce new mechanics to win, just like the ones from WWE. So, for example, and I don't know what the specifics or mechanics of this would be on paper, but things like um, making it to the top of a ladder to reach that belt. Or, uh, let's see, aren't, aren't, there, aren't there matches where they had to, like, put people through so many tables and there are other matches where it's so, like you had to throw people out of the ring. Of That's what I would really like. Like a WrestleMania throwing people out of the ring and, match would be awesome. Why do I re distinctly remember people getting their heads shaved a lot in the nineties? Dude, the nineties like, were a in the dark middle of time. Rings. I completely skip any nineties <laughs> wrestling. I either go golden age or modern dude. That's it. So yeah, just, just additional ways to win. So even if the stats on these individual, like, characters are not the greatest and you don't feel like you might be able to win up against like a superman figure or something like that it gives you all an alternative way to win the game that doesn't necessarily come down to just beat stick figures because i'm sorry i just don't see like i just don't see these undertaker having like a 12 attack and five damage you know what i mean right like that doesn't make any sense but if you could like theoretically i don't know put somebody through four tables in a match and you win that'd be a fun modal way to win so all sure. right that's all i got on those do you want to move yeah on? let's move on uh we have a hero clicks tip of the week from jedi legend he said with keywords there are two types of themed team generic or named the only benefit granted to a generic theme team is the plus one to the initiative role to establish the starting player uh, so yeah, pretty self-explanatory, but uh, make sure you guys are building your theme teams out there. Um, this is totally different different topic. Totally Calder and I's uh, downstairs mix-up. But it was this community question that we were supposed to give away a copy of Infinity War. And we forgot at the beginning of the, of the thing that is before right. we recorded to randomly number generate. So what we're going to do is... After we get it done recording, we will uh, give that out. Um, and that was only uh, people that actually were on our Patreon and have their own heroic ranks were uh, able to be in that pool. So we'll, uh, we'll go ahead and roll for that as soon as we get done recording. Um, we have a birthday this week. Um, we got a message from Space Monkey Jesse that said his birthday is the 24th, which is right now, today. So this is going to come out on your birthday, uh, Mr. Jesse. And as always, we will give you an official Dial H for Heroclix Happy Arabian Birthday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. 
in a tweet, he said, can I get a shout-out with that sexy birthday music? Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of things that music is. I didn't know that sexy was going to be the adjective that you guys would Of all, use. yeah. That, <laughs> that, that's fun. Um, if there's anybody out there in your life, a player, a judge, someone you want to give a shout-out to on the podcast, uh, just let us know when their birthday is who it is, and we will give them a shout-out on the podcast. Um, we do have a bunch of questions from Malcolm Rush, so Malcolm Rush's question block, let's do this. Calder, do you want to read yeah, this Yeah, but first I want to... All right, sorry. <laughs> What is it's, that? It's, uh, it's an anime meme thing, and so I wanted to just play that, because I, I really get a time to do something like this. So thank you, Malcolm. Uh, Wait, does this mean we're going to have competing soundboards? Yeah, it does! Bring it on, Chris. <laughs> God. This, there's no way that this can go wrong. Absolutely not. We work so well together. Questions from Malcolm Rush, the man from Japan. Over the years, HeroClix podcasts have came and went. What was one of your favorite HeroClix podcasts you listened to over the years, and are they still on air? Chris? Uh, so the first podcast I ever listened to was Dial H for HeroClix. Um, it's certainly gone downhill since I started listening to it, but it's still around, if you guys yeah. haven't heard. Uh, guys kind of also, suck, but, like, you know, they're <laughs> um, I did used to listen to, I think it was Generation Clicks. They haven't done anything in a really wow, long yeah. time. And then um, I also, when they do put out episodes, which has become more infrequent as of the last, like, I don't know, six months or so, but I do like the Rule of Three podcast, and they have been on the podcast uh, with us before. Yeah. So it would be cool if they jumped back into the saddle and uh, brought us on. Wink, wink, nudge, Just saying, nudge, guys. guys. Uh, so, so my favorite HeroClix podcast everything is uh, during my very early Heroclix career, I spent a lot of time on my computer, just a ton, so I would listen to the Dial H uploads on YouTube, and I would listen to Edward Shelton a lot, the Starting Over podcast. Sadly, uh, I want to listen to more stuff by Ed, because he's an amazing guy, but I'm just, I never sit at my computer like I used to. Like, I used to play video games, put them on mute, not listen to the music, and listen to podcasts. That's how I like, used to listen to podcasts all the time, uh, which some people would hate, but my first podcast I really did listen to uh, that I really loved was Dial H for Heroclix. Uh, it was great, and that's not just because I'm biased, uh, but, you know, because I am biased. One that came and went that I used to listen to a lot was Push to Regen. Um, they were okay. I don't know if they were really amazing. Clicks TV, shout out to them, because they came and went. And another one that came and went was Duo Attack. So that's a little uh, moment of silence for our fallen podcast brethren. Um, there are other newer podcasts I have seen. I actually took the time to look the other day when I first read this list of questions, and there are new HeroClix podcasts that I did not there even are know indeed. had popped up. Uh, so it would actually be really interesting if um, we collabed with them sure. one, of those, one of these days. I think that would be interesting. Uh, so if anybody out there is those are those people or knows how to get a hold of those people and listen to those people, um, yeah, let them know we might be interested. Uh, I do have a question to throw out to the community, though, which would be, uh, what do you guys do when you listen to us? I just, I find that 
interesting? Are you are you commuting? I know some people uh, have messaged us and been like, uh, new episode of Dial H is out. Can't wait to listen to it at the gym, which I have no idea why anyone would listen right. to us so at the right gym. So right now, if you're at the gym, swole's the goal. Size is the prize. <laughs> it's eight o'clock. Let's go. You're welcome. <laughs> um, if you listen to us in in anything other than that, I just I'm just genuinely curious. Let us know yeah. on uh, Twitter or Facebook. Okay. Uh, second question: Which segments did you like on those HeroClix podcasts? I I don't even remember the segments on. Well, obviously, like before we got onto the podcast, I really did enjoy Bad Samaritan um, on on Dial H. Uh, I don't remember anything from Generation Clicks as being a segment, um, but I do like. Oh, you know, actually, one of my favorite segments, probably on the Rule of Three podcast, is the uh, question of the week. I really enjoy that too, um, it, for sure. Th- that is that is a really good segment, and it always gets me thinking about um, generally just a different viewpoint of what's going on in the game of Hero Clicks. So that's worth listening to. I am really enjoying uh, the starting of our podcast, Hardcore Casual, uh, that they're doing now. Uh, well, yeah, five, uh, a couple of months ago. And they've done, when was the most recent Hardcore Casual? Actually, it's been kind of a while. Oof. I, I'm sorry. I haven't listened in a while. I feel bad now. But yeah, no, I really like the, for sure, the one Hardcore Casual game I watched. So yeah, the Hardcore Casual is really cool. Bring that back, Ed, if you're not, not doing it more. Uh, let's go to the second question from Malcolm Much. Uh, which ones do you still listen to? I mean, when Rule of Three puts one out, I'll listen to it. But other than that, I, I'll i be completely honest, putting as much time and effort into making your own podcast really limits your personal time on listening to other podcasts about HeroClix. Yeah, I, I mean? can agree. Like, like, we do so much like research throughout the week on stuff, and a lot of the stuff that we look up, like you'll look it up, and it's just not worth talking about. And then it comes down to like picking what you want to talk about, and it's—I mean—it's really like how the sausage is made of podcasting. Right. And so you, for every like maybe like hour, hour and a half that we're actually recording and podcasting and stuff like that, I, I swear we probably put like hours and hours and hours into work into the podcast the rest of the week when I could be listening to other Hero Clicks podcasts. I'm too busy doing stuff for this one. So uh, one that's kind of new is. Not really new, but Clickstaff, they only have 86 episodes so far. They've been at it for a year-ish so far. But they recently started the Sudden Death podcast. Uh, it's like a subsidiary of them uh, with Alex Kuz. Uh, I'm really enjoying that, uh, specifically. I'm really enjoying his Sudden Death episodes. I like normal Clickstaff, too. Uh, but I'm really, really liking the uh, the Sudden Death stuff, because it's really kind of quick and to the point. And so it makes it, because like what Chris said, sometimes you don't have time to listen to podcasts, uh, specifically to hear a click. So I like that. It's very quick and to the point. Uh, number four, if you could get one of the HeroClix podcasts back, which one and why? So if you could bring back a HeroClix podcast, who, what would it be and why? I, I think that I would just like to see more stuff from Rule of Three, and that's because all three of those guys actually know yeah. each other. So you can tell that they know each other and they have a rapport. And I think that like we've gotten to that point a little bit over the years that we've been doing this. So, like, you and I kind of – we can feed off each other, and we know when each other is generally going to, like, stop talking and stuff, so we're not always walking over each other. But um, th- it's it's easier when you know each other. Who are you? Why, so why are you it, talking to me? Who is this guy? Why are you in my house? <laughs> Someone help me. Please. I, I'm not – this is not – okay. But, no, but seriously, yeah. Uh, rule of three, I'd love for them to start being more – 
consistent, I guess. Sorry, guys, just saying. I know life's tough and all, but uh, also I used to listen to Two Clicks from KO a lot, uh, but my favorite part of it was Brandon McGaff, and he left that podcast, so it's just Aaron Cantu, and Aaron Cantu's a great guy, and he's uh, actually, I can't say great guy. I don't know him very well. I've never met him, but uh, he's a good player. I know for sure. Uh, and I'm, Brandon McGaff was one of my favorite parts of the podcast, so I would really like him to come back. Uh, I don't know if he's busy doing something else right now, but I would like him to come back. And any advice for people who want to do or start a new Hero Clicks podcast? I would say that the vast majority of this has just been me winging it. So, um,. I would say you're probably just going to figure all this stuff out on your own. You know, like I could give advice on, on what to do and things like that. Oh, since I've hit my two year mark right. this year of podcasting. Um, but the thing is, it's like, I, I think it meant more to me just doing it myself and learning it all myself and teaching myself a lot of the things that I've taught myself over the years, um, rather than like listening to somebody doing it. Or telling me how to do it because I think you're just everyone's gonna find their own style, and you're gonna find your own cadence, and it's gonna change over time. Um, just mostly, just have fun with it. I know that's like super cliche to say, right. but just if you're not having fun in doing it, then no one's gonna wanna listen to you. And I think that's probably why we've been doing it as long as we have now is just because I genuinely enjoy doing this, and I I hope that people out there can actually. They can hear that in my voice the way I have heard it in other people's voices. So that that's that's much mostly what I could say about that. I would pretty much agree uh, with more of the same. If you want to do a podcast, just you know, what, say all right, let's just do it. Get a good group of friends together, then you can have some honest fun, just hear a quick discussion. I mean, that's what it's all about. Like when I listen to podcasts, I just want to feel like I could be in the room with you. Like I want it to be a fun fun show. Yeah, just don't don't try to be anyone else. You yeah, know what I mean, like don't try to copy verbatim what someone else is doing. Just do your own thing, and it, it it'll work itself out. The HeroClix game is competition enough. You don't have to like fight over who's the best. Don't worry about it. And uh... which is which is why like over the years I I've tried. I thought I've put in a diligent effort as like trying to just reach out to the rest of the clicks yeah. community, the content creators that are out there to just be like, hey. Let's let's collaborate on some stuff. There's absolutely no reason we need to be fighting for like views, views yeah. or listeners or anything like that. Like we're all part of the same. Like let's be honest, this game's not that big that we need to be competing against each other for people. Oh yeah, like, totally. We, we we do not need to be tribalistic when it comes to hero clicks. Like uh, go listen to them, listen to us if you want to. Just have fun with it. And the last question is: any shoutouts to another hero clicks podcast that you like? I, um, this is not a show, this is not a podcast, so I'm breaking the rules a little bit. But like, I genuinely enjoy talking to uh, Mr. Clicks from uh, Mr. Clicks Flicks. I, I I think he's a really good dude, and we've met him in real life, and he just seems like a genuinely good person. In addition to the content that he makes, so like, I always like talking to Jamie. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm gonna shout out one here who's podcast I know we didn't mention. Uh, I used to listen to a lot, which was Clickscast. They are very meta-heavy. They also swear a lot, so it's just a little bit of a warning. Uh, Hero Clicks Borderlands, he always has some fun guests on. I haven't listened to a lot of those, uh, but check them out. Definitely go support other podcasts. And I feel bad because we didn't mention anything with YouTube. Uh, this might be a separate question block, but I just want to shout out a few of the great Hero Clicks YouTubers out there. You mentioned uh, Jamie, Mr. Clicks. I want to mention uh, Happy Little Hero Clicks and, of course, Meredith Clicks. They're on YouTube. 
So just, yeah, just get that out there. Because I don't want to feel like we're not mentioning somebody. This is like a really big shout-out, and I don't want anyone to feel left out. Yeah, true story. Um, if there is anybody out there that wants to come onto this podcast, we get messages from you guys every once in a while. Uh, just just reach out to us, and we'll see if we can get you on when we can get you on. Because we like talking to you guys, and we always like expanding the community and stuff like that. Um, and really like just meeting everybody out there. Um, actually, I got a really, really nice compliment recently from one of our other listeners. It was just saying, like, hey, um, appreciate you being one of those people out there that want to meet us. I'm like, yeah, duh. We wouldn't yeah. be here without you. Like, like – <laughs> Yes, of course. Like we just we want to hang out with you, and when we go when we meet at competitions and stuff like that, like let's go out to lunch and let's talk and chill and stuff like that, because we really would not be here without you. I can't stress that enough. So um, if you do want to come on, uh, absolutely, just uh, let us know. Is that? Um, I I think. Is that the show? All of the content. I think that is the content. So um, you can find us uh, on Twitter at Dial H for Hero Clicks. That is the number four. Just search for us on Facebook, Dial H for Hero Clicks. You can send us an email at Dial H for Hero Clicks at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to hear from you guys. And um, look look here in the next couple of days or whatever for whoever won that Infinity War because <laughs> we forgot to do that. So, all right. Now You're I'm done. done. All right, before I read us out, I just want to remind everybody that Snake killed Dumbledore. Darth Vader is Luke's father, and Thanos snapped off half the universe. That's right, Spider-Man does not feel so good. And a reminder, Dial H for Hero Clicks is brought to you by CoolStuffInc.com. We can find cool stuff in stock every day, including all the latest Hero Clicks singles and sealed products. Check them out at CoolStuffInc.com. Bye, guys. Happy trails.